Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And welcome into the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Also at stevejonesshow.com. You can also catch our show as a podcast. We are available at stevejonesshow.com and also on iTunes and Google Play. If you do listen to us on your Apple podcast on either your iPhone or iPad, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Also get in contact with us. Our email is stevejones at wkok.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at stevejonespsu. Busy day, Friday. It is getaway time as we get summer 2017 underway. And Steve on his way into the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors Ford Lincoln Hyundai in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And since it is a Friday, that means our show on Friday is always brought to you by Brewers Outlet, the beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. And you're going to kick off the holiday weekend and summertime. Got to make sure you're stocked up with all your favorite drinks and snacks and beverages. And check out the holiday weekend specials. At Brewers Outlet in Sunbury, Keystone Light 18 packs only 8.95. Mike's Lemonade 12 pack bottles 14.95, and Seagram's Coolers 12 pack cans only 9.95. And of course, fresh hot peanuts, the pickle bar, lots of delicious flavors there. And thinking even past the holiday weekend, you're going to be heading into June. More outdoor fun at the deck, along the river. At your campsite with your RV. Maybe someone in the family's graduating at a graduation party coming up in a few weeks. You get everything you need at Brewer's Outlet on Reagan Street in Sunbury. All right, so we have the Stanley Cup final and NBA finals all set and ready to go. Exciting last night, pushing 12 midnight in the Pittsburgh, in, uh, in Pittsburgh at PPJ Paints Arena when veteran forward Chris Kunitz scored his second goal of the game a little over five minutes into double OT was the Pens defeated Ottawa 3-2 to in Game 7. So this will be the second consecutive year uh, that the Pittsburgh Penguins will be in the Stanley Cup Final last year, defeating San Jose. This year they get the Nashville, Presider, uh, Nashville Predators. The Penguins are trying to be the first time in 19 years to repeat as Stanley Cup champs, and this will be the first ever Stanley Cup Final appearance for Nashville. Game 1 of the Stanley Cup final will be in Pittsburgh at 8 on Monday night. Eastern Conference final in the NBA wrapped up last night. Cleveland Cavaliers defeating Boston 135-102. LeBron with 35, Kyrie Irving 24, and Kevin Love finishing with 15 uh, for the Cavs. Cavs never trailed, led by as many as 39 at one point. So their most dominating win of the series after 
giving a game to Boston, throwing them a throw them a bone in the series. But as we figured, Boston would pretty much uh, after that win would kind of make way for Cleveland to uh, polish them off. And now we get the uh, series that we have long since waited for months and months and months is uh, Cleveland and Golden State. But we do have to wait <laughs> six more days for that. Game one of the NBA Finals will be on Thursday night. So we'll have some more hoops conversation and hockey talk here today. And with it being a Friday, we will get our weekly visit from the newlywed Kevin Jones from Connecticut. So we'll check in with Kevin, see how his seventh day of married life's going. <laughs> Look forward to that. Steve Jones at WKOK.com, our email. Get in contact with us if you'd like, and you can also reach out by giving us, by a, giving ring. us a ring at 1-800-795-9565, 1-800-795-9565. We'll be with you till 5, live here on WKOK. Then we'll have the late-day news, re- late, late news roundup with Sarah Benick. Uh, and then we'll have Phillies baseball on uh, this evening. Phillies will be starting a weekend series against the Cincinnati Reds, Aaron Nola and Tim Adelman. Uh, be your starting pitchers for tonight. Cincinnati was rained out yesterday, so they're able to get an early start uh, travel into Philadelphia. Phillies finally Absolutely. getting a uh, much, much, much needed yeah. win yesterday, thanks to Tommy Joseph. Tommy Joseph is, is yeah. the bottom half of the eleventh inning, as the uh, Phillies were able to uh, at least salvage one out of three uh, with Colorado yesterday. It was two to Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Tommy Joseph knocked in two yesterday. Home run in the single to win it. And that's exactly what they, you know, they're hoping for out of him. Look, I think when I, this is where um, I think the Pirates and their little run have blown it, and I think the Eagle, the uh, Phillies have to look at that Pirate model and have to, you know, the Pirates had. Let's go back to our conversation with John Cruck on Wednesday, and he made. A really and again, you try to do things and you're questioning that's that follows a pattern. Okay, so he started talking about on Wednesday about Hellickson and that the other pitchers need to talk to Hellickson about approach and so forth. Remember that part? Maybe Sean doesn't remember it. I do. Uh, then I asked him, and this was a deliberate question on my part. Who was your mentor coming through? And of course, John started with the Padres. So he starts talking about what it meant to be with Tony Gwynn. Then the next question asked was the follow-up. Do the Phillies then need a veteran presence in their everyday lineup that becomes... Not only a player that's good and helps them, but then mentors the younger players that the the other players look at and they say, you know, gee, I'm going through this. Hey, look, don't panic. It's all right. Get in the cage. Work your way out of it. It's one thing for the manager to say it, so a member of the coaching staff to say it, but it's something else when there's a mentor or a peer that's greatly respected says it. On the pitching staff, they've got Hellickson. They can turn to him and they say, "Look, give us an idea. You know, you know how I need to approach this. What, what's wrong with my approach? Look, okay, just slow down. Okay, think about this. Think about that. The Pirates now to bring it back had that early on, 
with A.J. Burnett. And he really mentored that pitching staff. But you can't have a pitcher mentor the everyday lineup because guess what? They're not in the everyday lineup. They're there once every five days. That's a big difference. The Pirates did not get... Now, Russell Martin, to a point, helped. It would have helped to have another one other player. I think you usually need two of these guys. Two of these guys to mentor the younger players. The Pirates had Russell Martin and had nobody else. Everybody else that they were able to acquire along the way were all rentals. Marlon Bird, Morneau, places, you know, players like that. They were rentals. Aramis Ramirez, rental. These were not the veteran guys that you could go to on an everyday basis for a couple of years and kind of get everybody else in the groove as to people you can pull aside and ask, how do I win? You know, how do I get through this? How do I negotiate a six-month, 162-game season? And you need that, I think, in whatever profession you happen to be in. You need to find mentors along the way that have the ability that show you the little tricks of the trade that make a difference in longevity and and allow you to be smarter as to how you handle things. That's why we always point out mentors in our career. Sean, you had mentors in, in your career. Uh, I've talked extensively about Gil Santos and Fran Fisher and John Grant and what they meant to my career. They taught me. Each one of them taught me so much that I try to apply today. And, Sean, you were in the same boat in your career. Well, absolutely. My first program director back at the first radio station I worked for back in uh, 1983. Uh, yeah, he pretty much led me the way, uh, led me the way to get things uh, underway with my career, even though at that time I was only working weekends and you know, babysitting the religious shows on Sunday mornings, but always there if I needed a question. Didn't matter when I could contact him and and uh yeah 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 he'd be my I mean, he'd be my number one for sure right i'm just saying but they they teach you little things along the way stuff that maybe wasn't a big deal to them but definitely was to me right and so and that that's really important in this and the phillies need to find that veteran that can do that uh, I think I think it's that's the next step for them along the way is finding that veteran or veterans. I think you need two of them. They get into the everyday lineup, and in the everyday lineup, they can help a group of young players negotiate the 162 games in a season. And then at some point, when it's time for them to move on, those younger players who are mentored have now become older, and in becoming older they can then start passing on the wisdom they received from those veterans. I think they need to find a couple of those guys in the offseason that are not rental players, but players that are going to be uh, two-year full-time solutions that can also answer some questions that the younger players have and, and bring them along. I think everybody needs that along the way. Everybody in any kind of profession needs that. You just don't wake up and go, hey, that's it, I'm a genius, move on. It just doesn't happen that way. Now, obviously, you know, in our profession, I mean, you know, I think it goes without saying. There's a certain mentor in our in our profession that, you know, and you know what, it, you know where I'm going. 
Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's two words. <laughs> you can say the first Digital one. media. <laughs> Something like <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> the suit. <laughs> and Sean just drove off. Excuse me. Drew just drove off the road. All right. We'll come back with more in a moment. We're going to do trivia today. We have found out that the segment now makes Sean angry because I do no preparation on it. <laughs> you get kind of ticked by that, huh? Well, let's see. I've been on the show with you now, what, 15, 16 months? I wouldn't say ticked. I, I wouldn't say ticked. You're not enamored with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm more impressed by it. No, it bothers you. We'll come back with more in a moment. You're on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. The phones are ringing off the hook at Sunbury Motors Hyundai because right now we're offering the best savings in Hyundai's 30-year history, like up to 67.50 in total savings on the 2017 Sonata. It's called the Better Than Ever Sales Event, and it features the biggest total savings ever offered on Sonata, Elantra, Tucson, and Santa Fe Sport. So there's never been a better time to buy than the Better Than Ever Sales Event. Every Hyundai is also backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. America's best warranty. So visit Sunbury Motors Hyundai Hyundai. now before the biggest savings in Hyundai's history are, well, history. Better is the reason to buy a Hyundai, Hyundai. and the better than ever sales event is the reason to buy now. Sunbury Motors Hyundai is your home for, well, better. Better prices, better vehicles, and a better buying experience. Sunbury Motors Hyundai Hyundai. in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza in Sunbury and online at sunburyhyundai.com. Hyundai! Did it hurt you at all? It's, it seems like you were wounded by the uh, by finally admitting on the air that the suit was a mentor. <laughs> uh, I think take, first, take, taken aback, maybe. I, I think the the first step toward recovery <laughs> is it is admitting <laughs> surprised, thrown off a little bit. All right. So, what is one of the um, we get to this time of the year? The NBA playoffs, with the exception of maybe games six and seven of the Celtics Wizards series, which had some drama, but you never once thought that either one of them had a chance against Cleveland. The NBA playoffs so far have been six wasted weeks of television to this point. And I know I've watched less and less of it because there was less and less interest on my part. But now you get to the interesting part that you've been waiting for, and that, of course, is the Cavaliers and the Warriors. And which then, of course, is going to bring up, once again, what's the fallback topic for many talk shows? The fallback topic is, let's do something real easy. Who's greater, LeBron or Michael? Now, you know how I feel about such topics. I find it to be irrelevant and a waste of time. Different eras, different times, different opponents, different everything. It's just, you know, and to me, there's a grouping of the greatest players of all time, and two of them are among the greatest players of all time. But I'm going to talk about this in the next half hour extensively. It has actually been along the way the management's 
of the two team of the of the teams that have won championships that have understood that this is a league that operates in combinations of threes and then builds around the three with role players. The NHL is a little bit different. You need a depth of lines and so forth. It, there's no real formula. You, know, you have to have a really good goaltender. I think it helps to have at least one defenseman that's offensive-minded, and then you've got to have some depth in your line starting at your center spot. And that will be the big difference between Pittsburgh and Nashville is that the Penguins are really good up the middle, and Nashville is really injured up the middle right now. It's a big problem. But the NBA, because it's, you know, baseball isn't like this. Uh, you can have three great starting pitchers. That doesn't mean you're going to get there because if you have no hitting, you're not going to get there. You know, you've had, you know, there's more combinations of things in the NFL. I think the one, I think right now in today's era of the NFL, you need to start. You've got to have a really good quarterback, but then you've got to build around him. All right? You've got to build around him. Baseball, you have to have several different elements. You know, hockey, you've got to have several different elements. But in the NBA, you must have three players that are in the A or A-minus category to then build around to give yourself a shot to win. And that's not discussed enough. And the history of the league shows over and over again the reality of it. We've now gotten to the point where the NBA wants so much, has put so much onto star power that to tune in the games, you hey, don't forget it's LeBron and the Cavs against Curry and the Warriors, or Jordan and the Bulls against Barkley and the Suns, Kobe and the Lakers. And there's a reality to it. Yes, they are great players. But there's another reality to it. They became they became championship level players because of what was built around them. They may be the centerpiece, no question, but they've got some other really good centerpieces. That when these players were alone and didn't have the A minus players around them, they there's only so far they could go. If you sit there and you start saying, Oh, well, Michael, look at what he did with the Bulls. Michael didn't do what he did with the Bulls until he was finally surrounded by some other people along the way. And I'll talk about the history of that. And it's not going to be going back 20 years. I'm going to go back 50 years and explain that there's a certain formula in the NBA that needs to happen for championships to happen. And while LeBron James may be the best player on the planet right now, he doesn't have Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love. He needs both in order to have rings. LeBron alone doesn't have rings. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, let's have a very frank Brewers Outlet conversation here. I think it's very important to do that. 
people ask me for years, how'd you get through the show with the suit? I said, Brewer's Outlet. What? That's no lie. (laughs) (laughs) Great holiday weekend specials. Keystone Light 18 packs. Only $8.95. Mike's Lemonade. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Cold, hard, and refreshing. 12-pack bottles, $14.95. Seagram's Coolers. 12-pack cans, just $9.95. Best selection of imports. Microbrews, domestics. Did I mention beer? Lots of beer. Great selection. Wine coolers. Water. Soft drinks. Snacks. The roast of peanuts, fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar is second to none. As you know, I love the barrels. I love the dills. Corey takes good care of me when it comes to that. It is the holiday weekend. I strongly recommend you stock up now. You're going to want to enjoy having people over or going someplace someplace yourself. I know I'm going over someplace on Sunday night. I don't want to go empty-handed. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. I'm in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in beautiful downtown Hummel's Wharf. Time now for this day in sports history. As we head into the weekend, we will not be with you on Monday, Memorial Day. Because of all the whining Sean put in about, look, I need time off, I need time off. I'm like, all right, fine, we'll take Memorial Day off. (laughs) Stop laughing, will you? I can see see that face of yours. (laughs) More golf time for you. I was thinking more about your golf time. Oh, sure you were. (laughs) Go out and play golf, leave me alone. Okay. Uh, This day in sports history, 1896, in Manhattan Beach, New York, the first American intercollegiate bicycle race was held. 1917, Walt Cruz hit the first home run out of Braves Field, which is now Nickerson Field. 1925, Ty Cobb became the first Major League Baseball player to collect 1,000 extra base hits. 1980, Steve Carlton of the Philadelphia Phillies became the first National League pitcher to record six one-hitters. Amazing. 1988, the Oilers won their fourth Stanley Cup in five seasons. They swept the Bruins four games to none. A young man who grew up literally one street over from me, just about to see his house from my house, actually, named Craig Janney, who played for the Bruins. Actually, was on the Olympic team that year. And in 1990, the Phillies, for some odd reason, retired Mike Schmidt's number 20. Why would they do that? I am confused. <laughs> what a player Schmidt was, huh? Once he got the strikeout thing under control, wow, what a player. To me, the I mean, Oriole fans will obviously love Brooks Robinson. And I completely understand that. In fact, the better, the bigger the situation, the better Brooks Robinson was. But Mike Schmidt 
if I had to pick a third baseman and you only have one, he'd be the guy I'd pick. All right. We wanted to talk about the combination of threes in the NBA. You know, football, you really do, with a rare exception. I mean, a Trent Dilfer or Brad Johnson obviously can win a Super Bowl. And that's not a put down to them, but look, I'm sure they're real enough in their own lives to realize they're not Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rogers. I mean, they're not in that, that category for people like that. And after that, you build around it. There's no real hard and fast formula after the quarterback as to how you build Super Bowl winners in the NFL. You need to have a lot of different things. You need to have defense. You need to have defensive end. You need to have good secondary play in today's game. you got to be decent on special teams. There's a lot of things you have to have in the NFL. Baseball, same thing. Yeah, you can have three awesome starters, but if you don't have any hitting... Right? Or you got a really lousy defensive team or whatever. There's a lot of things that have to fall into play to be a really good baseball team. You know, hockey, you've got a goalie. It probably helps to have one offensive defenseman to go with some really good defensive defenseman. And you have to have some depth in your lines to get yourself to the Stanley Cup final. But the NBA and basketball is different. If you have a, quote, big three you can then fill in the rest of the team around it. And in this constant debate and barrage that you will have over the next couple of weeks and maybe the next month, depending on how things turn out in the NBA Finals, it'll be, is LeBron James greater than Michael Jordan? Now, while that makes for an interesting, quote, talk show topic, I think you now know, after this being the sixth year we've done this show, that I'm not into the simple and easy. I mean, you know, could I sit here and say, hey, let's do a poll for the next hour. Who's greater, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? And really waste everyone's time. I mean, really. I mean, could we do that? Yeah, we could do that. But I just don't. I don't think that takes any thought to do that. I think. I think if you're doing that, you've got. You're either you're not in the mood to work that day, or you're not willing to go a little in depth and and share information with people to make them understand how it works and that it's far. It goes way beyond the simplistic of one guy. Now, being the great player is essential in this. I think the only team I can think of that didn't have the great player in the last 35, 40 years would probably be what the 2004 Detroit Pistons, right? That won the NBA title and they did it with, you know, Rip Hamilton and Chauncey Billups and guys like that. It's like, oh, okay, I mean, really, really good players. But for the most part, this league has been designed by general managers who get it. Red Auerbach being the first. Red Auerbach acquired Bill Russell to go with Sam Jones. And then Tommy Hines and Bill Sharman and Bob Cousy. So he had Russell, Cousy, Sam Jones. 
which then later on was Russell, Sam Jones, John Havlicek, which then later became Dave Cowens, Havlicek, JoJo White, Willis Reed at Walt Frazier and Pearl Monroe. Jerry West had Elgin Baylor, but then they took the next step. They acquired Will Chamberlain, then Gail Goodrich. Even Elvin Hayes had Wes Unseld, Phil Chenier. Celtics, Red Hour back again, outsmarts everybody, understands the rules. Larry Bird had gone to Indiana for a semester, dropped out, then signed with Indiana State, transferred. There was a little-known NBA rule at the time about a player being being done after their fourth year eligible for graduation that you could draft. So the Celtics drafted Larry Bird, like I think honestly the fifth overall pick in the draft, and then he played his last season in Indiana State, and they had until the next draft to sign him, and they signed him. So the Celtics went from a 22-win team to a 60-win team by the addition of Larry Bird. But they became a championship team when Red Auerbach made his next move. When he took the first overall pick in the draft, which ended up being Joe Barry Carroll, dealing him, dealing that pick to Golden State for Robert Parrish in the third overall pick, which, by the way, he turned into Kevin McHale. So now you've got Bird, McHale, Parrish, Cornbread, Maxwell. Then they added in Dennis Johnson. Magic Johnson then gets Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and then gets James Worthy. Hmm. Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Bill Lambeer, Dennis Rodman. Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili. Now you add in a Danny Green, then you allow a Kawhi Leonard to grow up in the league. Kobe had Shaq and Robert Ory. Akeem Olajuwon had Ralph Sampson and Robert Ory. Ory's one of the great playoff performers ever. Now let's get to Michael Jordan and LeBron. Same thing. Same story. Michael Jordan comes into the league. Now remember, Michael Jordan in college wins a national championship. Oh, by the way, with Sam Perkins and James Worthy. Hmm. Interesting. Jordan comes into the league. Great offensive player. And Jordan was also a great defensive player, too. Jordan generated a lot of his offense off his defense. A great player. But early in his career, he was the only great player they had. Remember the legendary Celtics game in the playoffs where he scored 63 points? Yeah, that's, that's talked about often, isn't it? It's almost legendary. 
you do know they lost the game, right? Did not win. Jordan's greatness gave the Bulls a puncher's chance. But that's all his greatness gave them, was a puncher's chance. And then they got a little bit better, and then they could not clear the hurdle of the Pistons. It was a hurdle they had to clear. Jordan had to clear through that. Jordan was criticized as being the guy that can only get you so far. That was the criticism of Michael Jordan, the same criticism LeBron James faced. He can only get you so far. Well, he then took the next step when he was surrounded with Scottie Pippen. A combination of a Bill Cartwright and a Horace Grant. And then they added in a role player like John Paxson. Okay? Then Jordan, of course, had the comeback in 95 where he played 17 regular season games, 17 postseason games, and the Bulls did nothing. That year always is skipped over as if Jordan missed two full years of the NBA, and that's when Houston won. Uh, No, he played in 95. In fact, the Penn State basketball team was in attendance at Madison Square Garden the night he scored 55 against the Knicks, because that was during that NIT run Penn State made in 95. And it was a Monday night and a Wednesday night. The middle night was a Knicks game. Well, it turned out the Knicks played the Bulls. That's the night Michael scored 55, wearing number 45. Jordan did not have a good playoff that year. Just did not. Happens. But then he wins three in a row after that, in combination with Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, Dennis Rodman, adding in a role player in Steve Kerr. They won an NBA championship on the final play where Jordan comes down, finds Scott Paxson, or John Paxson hits the shot. John Paxson. Right? Another time, another NBA title, one boom, dishes off. Steve Kerr hits the shot off the feed from Jordan. It's just good basketball. But he won when he grew up a little bit more, but also the the people around him. He was surrounded by the A-minus star, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman. LeBron's been the same way. LeBron could only take the Cavaliers so far, and he knew it. He took less money, $6 million a year less, to go to Miami. Why? Because he knew he could win in Miami. They already had Dwayne Wade. They picked up Chris Bosh in a sign-and-trade. Now you've got your big three. They then surrounded that big three with role players. Mario Chalmers. They picked up Ray Allen. Now that's another one. The Celtics, 2008. How did the Celtics win? Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Then other role players. Garnett. Pierce Allen. Again, they got three great players together, surrounded them with role players, won a title. Kendrick Perkins, people like that. All important players, but all none of them a star. They had three stars. So now in Miami, LeBron has Wade, Bosch, Mario Chalmers, good player. They pick up Ray Allen, hits the big game six shot against San Antonio. 
when he goes back to Cleveland, remember, they already had Kyrie Irving. What were the Cavaliers doing with Kyrie Irving? Irving was a great young player, first overall pick in the draft. And Kyrie Irving alone, the Cavaliers never even sniffed 500. They weren't even close to being 500. Now they get LeBron, and even the Cavaliers' management, David Griffin, understands it's not enough. He makes the deal, sending Andrew Wiggins, the first overall pick in the draft, to Minnesota, along with a couple of other players, to acquire Kevin Love. He then acquires J.R. Smith, Thompson, Iman Shumpert, and this year he's added in Kyle Korver and Darren Williams. Curry has Durant, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. It's the way the NBA for 60 years has been built. The NBA has been built for 60 years, with an exception here or there, the same way. Russell at Kuzi and Havlicek. West at Chamberlain and Baylor. Even when Kareem won a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks, they made a trade to get Oscar Robertson. Reed had Frazier and Monroe. Havlicek had Cowens and White. Hayes had Unseld and had Chenier. Bird had McHale, Parrish, Dennis Johnson. Then eventually Ainge and Walton and guys like that. Magic had Kareem and Worthy. And you had Byron Scott. Bob McAdoo and Michael Thompson coming off the bench. Isaiah Dumors, Rodman, and Lambeer. Jordan went to the next level when they got Pippen. Eventually Rodman. Some role players. Kukoch. Kobe didn't win championships until Shaq showed up. Robert Ory. Duncan had Parker, Ginobili, then eventually Kawhi Leonard. LeBron went to the next level in a championship life with Wade and Bosh, and then last year with Love and Irving, and a bunch of very good, quote, role players. It's just the way the league is built. It's just the way it is. That's why there's such a disparity between the top two teams and the rest of the league, because they don't have the the big three combination of the A star with the two A minus stars and some very strong veteran role players who want to win a championship. Ray Allen went to Miami, wanted to win more championships. Kyle Korver couldn't wait to go to Cleveland. He wants to win a championship. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City. I mean, Oklahoma City actually had the makings of this with Durant, James Harden, and Westbrook, and they traded Harden inexplicably. Two guys, Durant and Westbrook, were not enough, not in this league. In this league, you can't do it with two A guys. You've got to have three that are either A or A-. And that's what so many people that want to take the easy way out on these shows don't take the time to explain how it's done and what makes the A player a championship player. 
the A player becomes a championship player when surrounded by either two other A or A minus players and some veteran role players to get it done. It's the way it is. That's why the Celtics have to make a big decision with the first overall pick. You know, what do you do now? Do you trade that for a Jimmy Butler and try and form that kind of nucleus in Boston? It's what Danny Ainge has to decide. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Jump into summer and head to the Beverage Supermarket Brewers Outlet Sunbury for incredible savings. Keystone Light 18 packs only $8.95. That's just $2.99 a six pack. Mike's Lemonade 12 pack bottles $14.95. Seagram's Coolers 12 pack cans, wow, just $9.95. Brewers Outlet has a large beverage and craft beer selection, snacks, teas, fresh roasted peanuts, and of course the pickle bar. Why go anywhere else? So start your parties with Keystone for under 50 cents a can and check out the weekly specials on Facebook. Enjoy and thanks for the business. Brewers outlet Reagan Street Sunbury. 102 years in business is spectacular for you. Why? During the month of May, Sunbury Motors Ford is going to sell 102 new Fords by discounting every new Ford to the lowest price possible. Plus, give you more for your trade. SMC is where you want to be if you want to choose from 39 new escapes starting at 19380. SMC is where you want to be if you want to choose from new F-150s starting at 24919. Sunbury Motors has 115 new Fords to choose from. See why the F-150 has been America's best-selling truck for 40 consecutive years. One is sold every 43 seconds. SMC is where you want to be for 0% financing for up to 60 months on Escapes, Edges, and Explorers, and 0% for 72 months on Focuses and Fusions. Now is the time to take advantage of Sunbury Motors' goal to sell 102 new Fords in May. SMC's goal is your game. Sunbury Motors in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for 102 years.